Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Benchmark Podcast. This is Brother Wolf here. I'm joined today by my brother Collins. <clears throat> you forgot YNB. No, I did not. And also, <laughs> virtually, we're joined by our other brother. Say hello to everybody. This is Rev Ross here. How y'all doing today? So today we're going to have quite an interesting, fun topic, one that is near and dear to all of our hearts. And it is, who are or what are our top 80s songs? And I'll go first, as the saying goes on the internet and everything like that, you know, with the interwebs and all that. My first one, this was the, it was an easy one, and my brothers are kind of get it when I say this. 99 Luff Balloons. Of, it of, is. of course. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I love this song by Nina it is a song that literally, whenever game I play that has this song on it, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's a Grand Theft Auto, if it's a Burnout, whatever game it is, 99 Love Balloons is my favorite little song. It's just got all of the connotations about it, all of the rhythm, all of the flow. Yes, Collins, you're raising your hand. I thought we were picking just the best song, not the best soundtrack song. Because if, if that's the case, we got to pick Berlin, right? 99 Love Balloons is <laughs> one of my best songs. Okay. okay? That, that, sure. That's what I'm... If I think of a song... <clears throat> when I did this list, this was the only layup for me. Uh, this and one song I can't use, a Video Killed the Radio Star, which I found out I cannot use it. But this was the only layup for me. Okay. And so that was my number one. Any comments on that, Rev? I mean, it's a solid song. I'm not going to say anything. I mean, it's a for such a, I guess, like kind of poppy, upbeat sounding song to be about, you know, Atomic warfare and the eventual death of everybody. That that's interesting. It's like one of the first songs that I remember being upbeat but having negative connotations if you listen to the lyrics. I I really think it almost sums up the eighties in one song, if you ask me. See, I would have said the Cold War, but you know, I'm different <laughs> like that. <laughs> And so the next one, at first, I thought this would be kind of easy because uh, when I think of an artist of the 80s, um, it almost comes together with my, with Michael Jackson. Uh, that That's one thing that you think of. But when I thought about it, I, well, first of all, I went through, well, what are Mike's uh, two preeminent albums in the 80s? And that's Bad and Thriller. But then I looked at the two, song, at the two songs that headline those albums, uh, Bad and Thriller, and I looked at him and I said, I know the songs and I like the songs, but do I really love the songs? And then I said, well, if I look at songs as far as to sum up a particular seasonal event and things like that, you would think about Thriller. But there's one song that dropped in my head immediately when I thought about that. And I said, in my mind, it is even more seasonally uh, uh, tied than Thriller was Nightmare on My Street. Yes, brother, you you got it. You hit it dead <laughs> yeah. to right. When I think of a song 
that when you can still hear Jazzy screaming in the background on this song, because you knew exactly Freddie was doing things to him in his no-no place, and he got on there and he said, I'm your DJ, DJ now. now <laughs> oh, I'll tell you this. The fat boys, they couldn't run fat enough. You know what I mean? That was that was real. Rev, what you, am, I off, am I off base? What you got to say, Rev? Nightmare on my street. That is, that's that's such a interesting pick. I'm going to say that one. Um, I mean, the Fresh Prince was real big, leading out of the '80s into the '90s, and his you know, preeminent song "Summertime" is the '90s jam. So I guess so. But I mean, if that's what you like for the '80s, that's good. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's, it's a good song, thematically for for Halloween season. It's on. It should be on everybody's Halloween playlist. Just it should be. Just just autumn. Uh, uh, just CP. You know, as the as the sign would go. But uh, an, another thing is, so when I looked at that, okay, my first two, those were kind of easy to to figure out. Then I looked about it and I said, there are several runner ups that I have that are like really close. Um, like I was thinking, El Barge, Rhythm of the Night. I was I was thinking that 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 song is Last one of Dragon those. is over there. That, uh, you beat me to, well, you beat me to the second punch because I was also thinking Glow. When you got that glow, <laughs> there is <laughs> it's the power of elevation. We need video for your lack of dancing. <laughs> Shine on. <laughs> now all I hear is just let your soul glow Feel so silky smooth And But I thought about it and I said You know what I remember one song over both of these And I have to give it To Gloria Estefan In the Miami Sound Machine Ooh. Ooh. The rhythm <laughs> is going to get you The rhythm is going to get you <laughs> Love Gloria, love her to death She'd be one of my one of my, mm. <laughs> one two three four. Come on, baby, say you love me five six seven, seven times. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> horn section that you didn't know existed, conga drums. Nobody's dancing on beat, but you still enjoy it. <laughs> Rev, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I remember my first game on the Sega CD. I remember I had to put together a puzzle from different scenes from this song. And it's one of the reasons why this song stays implanted in my head because I could not put that puzzle together for the life of me. And all I kept hearing in the background was, the rhythm is going to get you. 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 And I mean, my mom and my sister were both like, turn that song off. I was like, I can't beat it, mama. <laughs> oh, my. And then some. Oh, my. So, yeah, those are my three uh, 99 Luff Balloons, A Nightmare on My Street, and The Rhythm is Gonna Get You. All right. Well, then, uh, that's an interesting list. You want to go, Rev, or you want me to go? After you, sir. I, I didn't like your tone of delivery, but we're going <laughs> to keep it rocking. Mine are easy. Mine, my, so, number three, it's an 80s song. It's definitive. Everybody enjoys this. I've never known anybody to dislike it. Tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. 
Ooh. You hear the synth, you're singing along, you know the breakdown. It's just one of those. It's it's just a solid song. It defines it. Like, uh, uh how would I describe his hair? Like a it's eighties, a Jerry his Curl mullet. It's eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Jerry Curl mullet. Like what the heck? And he's white. <laughs> if there is one, um, uh. If there is one hairdo from the 80s of a particular persuasion, I would say it was that hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the easy one. Number three, it's one of those everybody knows them. It's an easy song. It's You don't need to edit it out, and it's very poignant. You know what I right. mean? Uh, number two is so, so close to number one. It's arguably the best music video of all time. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Take on me. Take on me. Oh, God. We're probably going to get so many copyrights. That's why I'm bad singing. But it's... The funny thing is it won't be recognizable. Shazam's like, what did they do? But everybody saw the video. Everybody knows the video. I've seen empty bars and this song comes on and all of a sudden everybody's singing along because it's another good, happy, easy song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I said, arguably the best music video of all time. Right. It, it's still to this day um, when you look at certain video. Uh, video uh, Milestones? Yeah, it, it pops up all the time. So number one, it's it's because it's so eighties. It has a random breakdown that you don't understand. You've got instruments you didn't think were appropriate, and there's still synth. So there's to me to be eighties, there has to be synth. So like uh, Mr. Magic, you know what I mean. You might do Rap Attack, Zap and Roger, but this song right here is the best song of the eighties. Sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> Who am I? To disagree. Dun, 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 dun. Travel the world in the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. And like looking at Annie Lennox to this day, you're like, I don't disagree. That was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so so Collins, let me get this straight. Your 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 first song. Um the, the number one was, the best song of the eighties is Eurythmic Sweet Dreams. Oh, the best song is Okay, I can't, I can't. I mean, I guess I want to do something else, but it is, it is definitely up there. I'm not going to say it's not. Yeah, no, it's like, and the only reason why I take on me, because it's like 1A and 1B. You know what I mean? Like, they're in the same tier, but they're still better than, you know, like the Cowboys playoff record. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Now, with that said, let's go ahead and kick it over to you. What you got, Rev? Okay, so I went ahead and I was just curious to see what, like, the best, like, the the, the selling albums, the highest selling albums of the 80s. And let me tell you, man, I, I did not realize so many songs and so many albums would drop in the 80s. I mean, you got Heart... Fleetwood Mac, Aerosmith dropped an album. I mean, Guns N' Roses, Whitney Houston dropped two albums. Michael Jackson dropped two albums in the 80s. 
Like, Garth Brooks made his debut. Like, it was in the 80s he made his debut? Got with, with the Garth Brooks album. Holy hell. All right. I know. Right and uh, I mean, Shane Lewis in the news, Metallica, like Tracy Chapman, like there's so many. There was so many people that are like, I know those names, and there's a reason I know those names because I know the songs associated with them. You know what I mean? And we're not talking. Let's not talk about the the albums that were associated with music, the movies. Flash Dance to Footloose, Top Gun, all of those yeah, I made the albums for movies, all of those albums and movies made it into the 100, top 100 selling albums of that decade. This is like movie albums were like beating out other people that were just straight up artists. So it, <laughs> the 80s was a time for music, if nothing else. I mean, Madonna made her uh, debut in the 80s, right? Like a version. Yeah. So, so like all these superstars that came on, either they were already established stars like Bon Jovi and Def Leppard, or they will become superstars like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Prince. You know what I mean? With dropping albums in the eighties. I mean, they had a, right. I mean, we got so many more we could do. Like, if you remember, uh, uh, Mr. Savage's, uh filmography do you remember the movie the wizard where his little brother was i don't want to say special needs oh. but just on the on the spectrum probably and was on the spectrum but you could uh yeah yeah, yeah yeah i remember that when that was the debut of mario brothers three yeah uh real life send me an angel i don't know why i love that song so much you know what i mean oh uh, man was not was everybody up get on the floor <laughs> everybody rocked the dot like just crazy one hit wonders that because we only had one method of the medium, it was focused and it was reinforced. Whereas now, you know, YouTube, SoundCloud, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, you got people coming out everywhere, people dropping singles on TikTok. So right. I'm sorry, I'm gonna rephrase that. I don't know, people dropping singles on the clock app. Mm. Mm. There we go. Mm. I get your point, but yeah. So what you got, mm, Rev? All right, so look, I got I had to divide it up to like what I thought was like quintessential '80s, my personal favorite, and then a song that is absolutely the '80s song that you did not realize it was an '80s song. All right, so you got to do right? three though. You got to do three. That sounds like five categories. You got to do three. <laughs> That's a song for each one. So my favorite song to come out of the '80s, and this this is hard, super hard, but it's my favorite song. It came off the bad album. Because Michael Jackson was a bad, bad man. Uh, we're talking Dirty Diana. She never make me stay, so keep your weight <laughs> off me. I've been here time before. And let's be real, so, who played that guitar? Slash. Yeah, Slash. Slash, yeah. Yeah. There were some heavy collaborations so, during the 80s, too. Yeah. That is true. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, what made you pick such a sexually charged song? That doesn't sound like it's. It, it is literally one of my favorite songs. It is. It's. It's probably my favorite Michael Jackson song. So um, I'm and ask the obvious question. So is "Darling Nikki" your favorite Prince song? <laughs> no, my favorite Prince song is um, "Pussy Control." 
Wait. <laughs> you can't make this up, ladies and gentlemen. I thought we couldn't, I thought we couldn't say that. I thought we couldn't say that. Now we just got bleep because he didn't know how to act. But I'm the drunk. Uh, I'm no longer irascible. <laughs> you was looking for a way to get out of some, out from under that title for the longest. Mm. You could have at least been oh, erotic city. Like, come on, man. <laughs> okay. I tell you what, um, I realized uh, undercover. One of my uh, big ones, even though it, it wasn't one of my top three, but honorable mention, Liberian girl. Cause why? Cause they had everybody on that video, if you remember, and it was just in the background. It was just uh, Michael with just a calm mellow, a calm melody saying, "Liberian girl, you came and you rocked my world." You know, the whole time it it, it just set a, wait, 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 a wait. tone. Can you please stop using your soft, mellow voices at me? <laughs> First of all, it is not at you. It is to our podcast listening audience. <laughs> wow. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Wow. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. A song that I thought that I, that, that to me, uh, <laughs> y'all going to laugh at this one. At least it, it, it sounds because I'm, a little bit younger than you all, and I remember the late '80s more than the early '80s. Um, one of the songs that kind of illuminates the '80s to me is "The Right Stuff." New kids on the block. You are not my friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, now that you mention it, I do remember that that distinct song being trapped in my head for a while. See, I, I'm, I'm, just I guess I'm shocking myself, my, but just, I think of Aisha more. Aisha. Uh, but, um, yeah, you got the right stuff, baby. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. <laughs> so and the song that I would say that that, that also sums as the 80s to me but you wouldn't think it you don't it is a song that everyone knows everyone knows and it will turn up every any anytime the song comes on everyone sings it every bar you're in every every party you're at everyone knows the words hold on hold on hold 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 on I'm I'm, I'm cheating right now I want to see it will, when this came out hold on Hold on. You're about to guess the exact song that he's about to come out with. I'm trying to. Oh, oh no. So I don't know what it is. Uh, go ahead. Okay. You, you sure you don't know what it is? You want to give it a try? You got faith in you. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Nope. Because nope. if he says, I got faith. The problem is, is that you said the bar is going to be opened up and everybody's going to be singing. I know what song I was thinking of. I was thinking about one of my favorite songs, but I think that it came that it's not an eighty song. Yeah, because like the when if you put it, I guess I wasn't thinking bar. Like the quintessential karaoke song is Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's okay. Not, that's not eighties. Okay. 
All right, so the song that I'm talking about is by a little group named Journey. You are still not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I don't like Journey. Just like I don't like Sweet Caroline. Uh, uh, are you not believing, my friend? <laughs> I, I mean, I need, I need him to not. I need him to believe in me. Hold on. Are you not believing? It, 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 <laughs> no, I'm not believing. I believe the Cowboys were eliminated. <laughs> oh. Well, no, it's it's, it's don't stop believing. Stop and believing. <laughs> Somebody, I wish I wish Bayless would. <laughs> what Dak is just a small town quarterback. <laughs> Catching the living in the Jerry Jones world. <laughs> Not going anywhere. <laughs> You took a playoff run that wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so wait, who's the pettiest one? Me or y'all? <laughs> but yeah, like most bars that I've gone to, you put that that you drop it in the jukebox and that dun 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 starts. Everyone like looks up, and before the end of the before the song is over, the whole bar is screaming. Don't stop believing. Journey is the reason I stopped watching Glee. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) First of all, let me say I did not know you were watching Glee, but okay. Naya Rivera. Collins appreciates music. He really does appreciate music. Do you know how hard I had to try to strangle him to get him to watch... uh, uh, watch Hamilton. So you're gonna say he appreciates music? <laughs> yes, he appreciates music, but he doesn't necessarily appreciate, you know, musical. Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> I can swear I'm right here while you talk about me. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So am I, I? Am I wrong? Yes, you are always wrong. <laughs> okay. Now let's go to the easy part. So now we've got. Nine songs. Uh, we're gonna eliminate one from everybody's list. So, uh, Brother Wolf, your three were 99 Love Balloons, uh, uh, Nightmare on My Street, and what was the last one? Rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. If I have to remove one of the songs, I have to remove Nightmare on My Street because it's tied to Halloween, not tied to the 80s. <laughs> I, I, I kind of I have to agree with that. If it's going to be one of them, it's going to be it the as Nightmare as on My Street as a starting point. So that I think that's an easy one. So we down to two. We're down to two on yours, and then now we're going ahead and going back to. Let's go to yours, Rev. So you had Journey, you had uh, New Kids on the Block, and you had what was the the, the first one? Uh, uh my Jason, Dirty Diana. I think Collins wants to eliminate two of them. <laughs> I think Collins wants to eliminate two of them. I think Collins is like Rev has a, like a bad taste in music. Like, like, I think he's going to, but like, how can I get him to take the both out? <laughs> 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 
So, so pick one of the two, Collins, that you want to eliminate. Do it. Journey. Wow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Brother Wolf, yeah. which one do you think should be eliminated? I, I, I would actually say... Uh, I would say new. I, I would actually say the um, new kids on the block one. I'd say that one would uh, would be the one that um, uh, that I'd pick. He he'd pick the journey one, but I I, I could that one because um, uh, I am willing to concede the new kids on the block. I, we can get rid of that one. Um, you know why I actually eliminated journey besides the fact that I dislike him. Journey is more arena rock, and I associate arena rock with the seventies, not the eighties. That's, That's actually why I did it. As much as I might go ahead and be this, this really, character. really, arena rock is what you associate with the seventies. When, when a lot of when, okay, I guess so. I guess so. Queen was what packing it in then. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, yeah, so was Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen all through the 80s. So That wasn't a... Well, yeah, you're not wrong, but I, I have a different, I guess, And Phil Collins? Come on now. Phil Collins is not a reading the rock. He has the best drum break of all time. I mean, how often do you get to see Mike Tyson punch Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm feeling bad, I'm not gonna lie. I look that clip up on YouTube. I don't look. I have nothing against Mr. Galifianakis. I think he acted that part incredibly. That was his best role so far to be just a punch of bad. Uh, if you can say pussy control, Mike Tyson knocked the dog shit out that man. <laughs> Oh right, so man! If that's the case, um, the problem is this: if when did you think the resurgence of the boy band happened? Because uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of their first album. I can't think it. Hold on. Give me a second while I press the buttons. Because the interesting thing about it is, you said Journey reminds you more of the '70s. It's almost like a new Kids on the Block would remind you more of the '90s. So it's Which caught in the it, it, it's it's caught in the middle there, whereas there you know. It. So the reason why I say it is this: is when I think of the boy band, as we know it, I think of boys to men with coolie high harmony, and so therefore I can go ahead and easily associate new kids on the block with the eighties than Journey. Okay, I mean it, it's fair to say. Uh, I guess so, but Cooley High, that was 90s. That's early 90s. That's no. not 80s. Cooley High Harmony? Because uh, the origin was 85. Uh, oh, no, it is 91. So, okay. Raw New Kids on the Block Leaf. Because it wasn't until they got a major record deal. So, yeah, NKOTB is, is gone. Yeah, because when I was like, I was like, I was looking for stuff. I was like, man, wasn't it boys? No, no, no. Because those that 91 well, we to like 1990, 91 <laughs> were so hard. Yeah. Because they, they did, everything kind of like fit into the previous decade, but it was definitely trying to find its own sound going forward. So that was an uh, error on my part. But with that said, moving on to my three, uh, Eurythmics. Take on me and tears for fears. Which one of y'all eliminating? 
man. I think you have the most consistent group. Um, I kind of... Personally, out of those three, even though I like all three of them, I say Tears for Fears is the one that's the lowest out of and those I three. It's for the me. number three. I said that it's a likable song, but it's not. It's likable, but compared it's not the to best. the other two, nah. it isn't an anthem. Almost, you know. Yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely in the playlist. It's definitely on the scrabble, but it's not the song you go looking for. So that was the easy one. No, I'll 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 I'll, I'll agree with that one. All right, so. Uh, let's go ahead and get to Rev Ross and get this over with. Let's eliminate Journey. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he could not wait. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to choose Journey over Michael Jackson. I'm not I'm okay with this. <laughs> exactly. Are you going to do that one? No. All right, then. So we're moving on. So we have Michael Jackson's Dirty Diana as one of the finalists. All right. You, yeah. So what you got? We as got much as I love uh, uh, rhythm is going to get you. I already know that it, it. To me, it's not as big of an anthem of the of that decade as uh, "99 Love Balloons." So that's my thing. I, I I'm, I'm keeping Gloria because she was. It's the Miami Sound Machine. I don't know what it was, but I want one too. <laughs> Because so, here's the other thing. I can name at least three three Gloria Estefan songs. I can't name three Nina songs. Right, but also you have to keep in mind another thing. Nina was big in other countries. That wasn't an American song. Agreed. That's I, will, I will also say, but I think, I think, I think, because, I want to say this. This is going to be kind of messed up. But I think I'm going to have to agree with Brother Wolf about getting rid of Gloria because the 80s was about the one hit wonders. Mm. Like, if we have as, as much as we have established stars that like drop albums after albums, yeah, there's a, a decade there's a bunch of just like one off, you were you're a one hit wonder for like a year and a half, and then that was it. But you lived off of that for like. 10 years. You know what I mean? No, no, I agree. Like, one of my favorite songs as well, Callaway, I Want to Be Rich. You, uh, The System, Don't Disturb This Groove. <laughs> I, I mm-hmm. Like, I, So I get it. So I'll concede the point, but Gloria, I miss you. Don't take this personally. <laughs> my brother's bludgeoning me into submission. But Journey's doing so it's okay. All right. So now... We have between "Take on Me" and "Eurythmics." That's mm. a hard place. I, I, I already said I. They both qualify for like that. They both qualify because like uh, the Eurythmics dropped like one more album after that, and it kind of fell off. Yeah, and then uh, Dave, I think he still did production work. You know what I mean? Because he was pretty solid. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's just one of those. And like I said before, I put just like with Nina. Aha was not American. You know right. what I mean? They were the well, one. So were the Eurythmics. So were the Eurythmics. The Eurythmics weren't American either. They were all over the place too. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would, I, I would say that uh, Aha. I, I wouldn't say it. I, I wouldn't say it over the Eurythmics because I think back at the impact. And I remember I I've seen I've heard Aha uh, uh, I mean I've heard Take on Me 
a lot of times. I've I've heard it a lot of times. But uh as far as um uh sweet things, your rhythmics, I have heard more redos of that song. Nah, more street continuations, dreams. Yeah. sweet dreams. I've I've heard so many different uh different versions of that song come through, which lets me know the impact it has had on so many future uh, artists, future musicians. It's the reason it's my number one. I I would definitely say that's out of those two, that would be the one. All right, so I'm going to have to defer on that one because the the, the aha take on me, it was... The song might not have been as groundbreaking, but the video is what made it, what clinched it. Yeah. And, it and, and the video itself is, is has been just as, if not um, more influential on that medium. So what I'm saying is like, I've seen more videos use elements or take those cartoony-like elements from that video and utilize them later on. Look, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't disagree at all. It's one of those things where, looking at it, uh, like I said, <clears throat> let me put it this way: I was talking with a friend of mine about music, and only the song, not the music video, would Childish Gambino's "This Is America" have had the same impact without the video? No, no. And the problem is, is that I can tell you part. <laughs> of the video of the Eurythmic Sweet Dreams, but you know the song, but you don't need the video. Take on me, you need the video. That's why the Eurythmics holds more water. Now, a video that you don't remember the uh, for, but you still know the words, safety dance. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's why I'm saying Eurythmics overtake on me. But it's close, but it's one of those, you require this, not the other way around. Also, uh, I will, for those, uh, I will to my brothers. Uh, I will say this though, and I know you'll appreciate this, Rev. Uh, playing "Pump It Up" and playing "Take On Me" was fun. Absolutely. Now, with that said, we're at the final round, so we got to choose between uh, Nina, Michael Jackson, and Eurythmics. Yep. All right, Brother Wolf, rank them. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as my, uh, uh, this is personal, right? This is uh, this is not what is thought of as being the better song. This is just our personal thoughts of what our favorite is. Correct. I, I said the best, not not my favorite. So I don't know if they're not the same. I don't know if they are the same. They, they for me, they wouldn't be the same. All right, so. Uh, if you haven't been voting like that the whole time, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been voting for favorite. Yeah, I, I said I was voting for favorite. I, I thought yeah, we yeah. said best. No, favorite. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm still fine with uh, take on me though. Well, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as a, as I said uh, in that purse in that um, point, I would say uh, it it would be close in between all of these, but I would definitely uh, go ahead and say in my mind only because uh it's my favorite song of the 80s i would put nina at number one mm-hmm. but i would put uh definitely because of the song 
I would put the Eurythmics at number two. Uh, it, it it's not because they're the better artist than Mike, definitely. But uh, Dirty Diana uh, is a great Michael Jackson song, but in my mind, it isn't the preeminent song that he made during the eighties. He he made some other ones that, in my mind, are stronger. Fair, and that, that I mean, to be fair, when you look at Michael Jackson's catalog. It's a lot. Like, like, <laughs> it's a lot to take in. And when you realize we could do a many, whole list of our favorite Michael Jackson songs, I think. Yeah, like when you look at his his story, can, history, that's a, easily do a top ten of our favorite Michael Jackson songs and come up with ten different songs. Yeah, each agreed. All right, so go ahead, Rev. What you got between the three? Um, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to put Nina at the bottom, actually. Uh, she's going to be the three for me going on, on a scale. Um, just, <sighs> because it wasn't the biggest hit here. And then that's, that's, that's so American of me, I know. But like, just because it hit, but it wasn't. It didn't. We had to re, we had to we had to change the name of the song for it to hit here. Like they had to retranslate the song and everything for it to actually work for for America. So, like, I get it. All right. So moving on, they got two more. <laughs> um, and so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Dirty Diane at number two, um, just because it's Michael Jackson. And he's a, a, an amazing artist, um, despite whatever you, your politics, whatever he did later on in his career. He, he, during the 80s, he was, I mean, he was running stuff. He was, Michael Jackson was one of the few people that could drop back-to-back albums and make half the album singles and still outsell everyone else in the world. So, uh, King of Pop was his moniker for a reason. Yes, um, which um, which looks like it puts the Eurythmics at number one. So yeah, so, right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Sorry, sorry, brother. I love you, but uh, the translation it didn't resonate with me. Uh, Nina's at the bottom, and to go ahead and help you out, we're going to go ahead and just change "Dirty Diana" to "Billy Jean." That <laughs> <laughs> you audible my list? No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. They had flashing lights on the ground. It was the the breakthrough MTV uh, video, and it's the player's anthem. <laughs> but yes, I'm. I don't know what you're talking about. Diana had the had the wind machine on stage with Slash murdering the guitar. Oh, he, he did do wrong to that guitar. Like that's not supposed to happen. Like I don't think you're supposed to do things with inanimate objects in that way. <laughs> but I ain't gonna tell Slash no. <laughs> right. No, and no. neither did the guitar. <laughs> Take me, man. <laughs> oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, no. no, there's a reason, and like I know people are gonna be like, y'all, this was not scientific, wasn't meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we had some pretty solid picks, and I mean, it's one of those things. It's a fun exercise. Okay. The benchmark is to figure out what things mean to you. For me, the '80s meant synth. That's the '80s sound. 
yeah, there are other things that go with it. But when I say 80s, I'm hearing synthesizer. That's the the penultimate instrument. You you know what the 80s mean to me is uh, transition, change, time. Fair enough. Like, I mean, if you would have picked something from Hall of Notes, I don't think I could have told you no. Right. Like, are you sh- Maneater? Still good. Like, oh, come on now. All goodness. So, yeah, there's there's some out there, but more than some. There's a lot out there, but it is what it is. But just remember this. I picked correctly again because I'm better than you, and you know it. Smile at me. <laughs> All right, MJF. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we go ahead and get the hell out of Dodge, what you got to say, Rev? Uh, nothing, man. This was fun. We should do another, uh, another I believe you should do a 90s version of this and see what happens. Uh, I'm betting Cooley High Harmony is going to be higher on that list. <laughs> I mean, the '90s was a big on a lot of things, man. And I mean, you got you got all of grunge. You got grunge and arguably yeah. the two best rappers of all time in that heyday. Yep. Hey, hey, hey! As far as my brother would say all the time, save it for the podcast. <laughs> You're not wrong, sir. So is it closing time? It's closing time, brother. And you know what? Sweet dreams are made of these. Thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, a product of Benchmark Media, LLC, where we always attempt to establish a positive benchmark. We would like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed are strictly the views and opinions of each individual, and those views do not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Please contact a professional for any help you may require. We would like to thank all of our guests for today and also for contributions of our listening family. Remember to contact us at therealbenchmarkpodcast at gmail.com or www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com. Or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us on our PayPal. You can give me a drink. All rights reserved by Benchmark Media, LLC.